From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Monday, December 20th, the year 2021. Did not think this would be happening in 2021, but Tiger Woods played a golf tournament alongside Charlie, the PNC Championship over the weekend, and boy did it take the golf world and the sports world by storm, and to recap it, we're going to talk to a man who was there on the scene yesterday, longtime golf writer Bob Harrig, who, uh, nice timing, has a new book coming out, Tiger and Phil, Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry. You can pre-order it now. It comes out April 26th, 2022. Bob, welcome to Teeing It Up. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, wild to be talking golf in December for once, and uh, definitely definitely had a great, uh, a great subject to... Uh, to converse about. Totally. Um, so let's start here. You and I both know that we hear things that are rumors and off the record stuff and and things that may be true, may not be true. And you don't quite know with something like somebody who's injured with Tiger, what you're going to see when you actually get there on the ground. And I think that there had been all this talk about, wait, he's playing holes at home and then Tiger, you know, really ramped down those expectations at uh, um, at Hero, and then you hear, no, this is this is happening, and he started hitting balls every day at, at Hero, and it's like, wait, what's happening here? So what were your expectations going in? Because for me, all I wanted to see was somebody who could swing a golf club at some speed and not be hurt right after doing so. That was my sole expectation and hope. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was of that similar mindset. I was sort of um, you know, keeping the expectations down, not thinking he was going to be able to do much, wondering why he was even doing it, frankly. Um, you know, and watching him walk at times, I still wonder that. And I still wonder if it was a good idea mm. uh, to do what he did. Um, because my guess is this week, He's either in ice baths or he's like laying down with that foot elevated. Yeah. Um, because I, I think it was probably more than he should have taken on. Uh, I'm guessing his doctors told him it couldn't, he couldn't make it worse, but he was just going to have to tolerate pain. Um, but all that said, you know, and I think we sometimes forget that, that Tiger is not going to embarrass himself. And I think there must have been some point in the process where he figured out that I'm, I'm swinging well enough, I'm hitting enough good shots to where I can do this. And, you know, I'll let Charlie carry me off the tee, and, and I can hit the short iron shots, which are required. I can still chip and putt, and I'll be fine. Now, as it turned out, he ended up hitting a lot more drivers than I would have ever thought. He hit some incredible long irons, um, and I think he might have even surprised himself, even though he really downplayed it. So, you know, I think all in all, it was it was beyond what any of us could have ever hoped for him, and it had to be for him, too. It had to be a great boost, and, you know, it gives him sort of a, um, you know, sort of a bridge to the next step. Okay, I did this. I know I got a long way to go, um, and now now build towards that. Yeah, and and I think that that next step and that next chapter um, 
which is walking, which we will get to in a second, um, is, is going to be the really fascinating one. What is interesting to me about what happened over the weekend is twofold, one involving Tiger, one involving the event. Involving Tiger, you're right. He clearly, especially on Saturday, whether it was the shot in the four, the shot into uh, one of those uh, par fives, which he also kind of took on with a, a long iron uh, uh, 14, um, he was picking his spots. And yesterday, he clearly seen when they made the turn and saw the leaderboard that, hey, if we can do this and birdie every single hole, we may have a chance. And they wound up you know, nearly doing that, making 11 straight birdies in the process and ultimately coming up two shots short of Team Daly. But I was surprised, just like you, that Tiger started hitting all those drivers in the back nine. And I'm just wondering, do you think that competition Tiger took over at some point and that the adrenaline of, oh my God, this is actually real and this is a tournament now? it can, can kind of mask the pain and let him hit all those shots because those were good shots. He didn't hit any foul balls, too. That's the, that's the crazy thing. Charlie may have outdriven him just because of his team locations, but it wasn't like Tiger was short. His ball speed on 13 was 174 miles per hour. That's above average for the uh, PGA Tour compared to last season. So the pop was there, and I just think that that he got in the competition mode and couldn't hold himself back. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think that's exactly what happened. He got he got into the moment. Adrenaline carried him. Um, I think that's helped him many times in his career. You know, he you just when it, when there's nothing on the line, it's hard to turn it up. You know. It, it might, that's that's some of the reason why in the pro am he's not exactly you know busting it off the tee. There's there's nothing there. You know there's nothing going on. But when when it mattered, you know he found something. And you know just as an aside, I do think you know we can all tell that certainly from the waist up, <laughs> you know he's he stayed fit. Yeah. You know when 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 he was allowed to, he got in the gym and. And, uh, and, and, and while I think we've all questioned over the years, you know, how much the weightlifting may have hindered him, you know, maybe he got, he did it too much. Did he get too big? There's something to be said now for having the strength because I really believe that, you know, going forward, he's, he's not going to be able to, to swing with the lower body like he would like. Obviously, the power that's that that drives from the right side, he's gonna have to sw- he's gonna have to have a lot more upper body swing, and that's doable, you know. And he's got the strength. He's obviously you know very he always has, but you know obviously the golf swing is about your your lower body too, especially the legs driving. And his hips have always been so fast. It's one of the reasons that he generated the power that he did. And, you know, you're not quite sure he's going to be able to do it to that degree anymore. So this is now where the upper body part comes in, comes in handy. And also where his back's health is going to be very, very important too. I, I think that he wasn't experiencing much back, uh, many back problems over the weekend. 
is that something that he's going to have to still worry about going forward? I would guess he will. And I'm so glad you brought that up, Bob, because I think it, it should be mentioned, and, and I don't think it came up on the telecast enough. It was unseasonably warm in Orlando this past weekend, correct? Yeah, they on Saturday, I think they were a, a degree or two off of a record high for that date. Mm. It was like 85 on Saturday, and, and it was probably 80 or 81 yesterday. I mean... It was last year, everybody was wearing jackets. Yeah. You know, the high temperature was probably no higher than 65 last year. And frankly, you know, I live in Florida. This, this time of year, um, that is not normal what we just had. It's, it's, it's probably been on, for the last two or three weeks on average, it's been 10 degrees warmer than normal, maybe even 15. Hmm. So that was a break. I mean, it, it was warm, and, and that helps him. That yeah, helps. it really does. Uh, heat is his friend, uh, and so and it always will be. Like, And that's the other thing. I think people have to get used to the idea that, you know, it makes no sense for him to go back to the places that we're used to him playing. You know, it, it, obviously it's too soon for this next year, but, you know, Torrey Pines just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Really, either does Riviera in a lot of ways. Um, he's far better off uh, where it's where it's hot. He might be better off going to Palm Springs, where it's not necessarily always hot, but at least the courses aren't difficult. Yeah. Uh, you know, why not go to Colonial? Why not go to Hilton Head? Places where his length isn't doesn't matter as much. You know, he still hits the irons great, and. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he ever gets that dialed in again. You know, he'll be just as good as everybody from you know with those clubs. And then having to hit at three hundred or three twenty doesn't really matter. Yeah, and and we know, and 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 Joey has said this to you so many times that when he puts himself in the fairway, he's going to give himself a chance, even if it's ten yards behind JT or or, or ten yards behind, you know. Uh, you know, you know, someone like Rory or Rom, he's still going to give himself a shot. And you look at who's had the best kind of twelve months, which arguably is uh, Colin Morikawa, and he's not super long himself. He's just the best iron player on the planet right now, and that's what's right. made him so successful. Um, Bob Herrick with us here on Teeing It Up. One of the things that also was beyond fascinating about this weekend is. You had Charlie Woods smiling less, but showing more swagger, I thought, than last year. Which shot was more impressive to you, the second in the 16 or the tee shot on 17? Well, they were both pretty good, but the fact that they played from the same tees on 17, and he stuffed it in there, and Tiger basically, you know... <laughs> almost missed the green. I'm not sure um, what Tiger was trying to do with his after that. It was like he was trying to yeah, play some punch, cut, draw it, thing. Exactly. It was a weird way he went at it. I don't know that it was a very long shot. What, 150 yards maybe? 169, and I believe. Is that what it was? Okay, so it was a little bit longer than I thought, which makes it even better. You know, Charlie hitting it in there that tight. It looked like Tiger was just trying to, okay, he's close. I'm going to try to get really close. You know, and maybe he was just going to try to drill one in there, and he didn't—he didn't really have that shot. But yeah. that shot, the shot on 16, was was great. 
Um, he made some really good putts. Uh, you know, Tiger kind of kept him in there on the front nine. It was Charlie on the back nine. Uh, and, um, you know, it's a shame they, they didn't hit the green in two on 18. Uh, they would have birdied that hole if that's what they needed. You know, they were both clearly trying to make the chip shot. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then obviously it got away from them. You're trying to ram it in and you hit it too hard. Uh, so, um, no, a lot of, lot of good stuff there. Um, it's interesting because Charlie is not highly ranked in the state of Florida. Um, and I don't know if that's because he doesn't have enough rounds or, or, you know, maybe they choose to not put in all of his scores. Um, you know, also, I think it's fair to wonder, did Ty, uh, did Charlie regress in 2021 because his dad wasn't around? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, and- he, he, he didn't have, you know, for at least till June. Tiger wasn't there for him, you know, in, on the golf course, even watching, I'm sure, not much. And so, uh, you know, that could have, that, that could have impacted him, but boy, he, he, he sure looked pretty good this week, and, uh, uh, you know, I think we'd all die for that swing. Yeah, seriously. I mean, the way his hips move, jeez, just to be 12 years old again um, <laughs> and and have that speed. Two things. Number one, I, I just confirmed 17 was 169 for everybody. So, I mean, that's one heck of a five iron from Charlie. Um, no question. And secondly, I, I think what's interesting is what Tiger said in the Golf Digest interview about how he's had a talk to Charlie about his behavior and how he was shooting these high scores and would lose his composure and, you know, let one bad hole get to him. And I think that that per Tiger, that changed when Tiger was finally able to get out there. And I think that that may have been part of the issue, that he had that three months of mandatory bed rest and then three months of, uh, or, or and then a stretch of not being able to really do much until he was able to get in a boot and then ultimately move around more on crutches to where I think that's when he was finally able to go out there, see Charlie, and kind of identify the problem. So I would not be surprised if you're right that he did have a little regression at some point in 2021. Uh, Bob Herrick with us here on Teeing It Up. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, the dailies are also shooting 57. And they're making everything. John Daly II, who plays for Arkansas, is... I mean, if he's not at Nationals this year um, uh, uh, representing Arkansas, I'll be shocked because I think he's almost PGA Tour ready just you know, just now, and he's a freshman, if I'm not mistaken. How much did this quote-unquote hit and giggle, did this nice, relaxed atmosphere with all these legends and all these various people playing with family members, how serious did it feel on the ground when yesterday came down the stretch in the back nine? Hey, listen. I think you know once, once uh, you know the, the the sort of initial wave wears off of just happy to be there. These guys are all competitive. You know, they're it's the lights are on. You know, there's prize money at stake. Um, they it's it's obviously a thrill to do well, and uh, I think they're all trying pretty hard. You know, and I think as it got you know the way. The number of birdies and eagles being made just to me suggests how how intent they were. And you know, John Daly himself played some really good golf. Yeah, much better yesterday you know? than he did Saturday. He struggled yeah. Saturday with his speed putting wise. He made a 
He yeah. made a bunch of putts yesterday. Yep, and you know, hit, hit some pretty good shots too at times. And uh, you know, uh, he's, he doesn't have the length he used to have uh, compared to the field, but he, he he got it out there. And obviously, his son is plays golf at a high level and hits it far too. It was um, I, you can bet they were grinding pretty hard to try to get it done. And I, you know, JT the same way. You know, these guys they don't. Bragging rights. They don't want to lose to anybody, and and uh, uh, so you know he, Stewart Sink. You know they they were all. I think they were all very very highly primed because you know the their their kids or their you know in Thomas's case his dad. They're all really really good players. I mean I think it's harder for somebody like well you know Henrik Stenson's son is 11 obviously he's a pretty good player too but I don't think he's at Charlie's level yeah you know not like Padraig Harrington's son I don't think is an aspiring golfer um uh Tom Watson's kid was hurt towards heck you know so yeah I mean so like some of the teams are not equipped to compete um uh you know so you know I, I don't know how how good of a player Matt Kuchar's son is, you know. Um, I'm not sure if he plays at a highly competitive level yet. Um, clearly, he's got game, but he he was struggling a little bit yesterday playing with in Tiger's group. You know, it. Uh, he would not uh, be the he, first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's just not that easy. You're on TV. There's people around. So um, yeah, I think it's you know it's a really cool event. It's a neat. It was a great idea. It's hard for me to believe there was actually a couple of years stretch about 10 years ago where it went away for a few years and then they've gotten it back and they, they made a really good decision to, you know, to really sort of bring it so that the, the, the major champion could, could play with, with anyone really. Like yeah. it didn't have to be a, a son or a daughter. It could be a father, you know, uh, that father in law in uh, yeah, Bubba Watson's case. All of, all of that makes it that much better. Yeah, and especially current guys who are under 50 years old to bring those in. And, like, you saw Nellie Corda's comments. I mean, she wants that event back tomorrow. That's how much fun she had. Yeah. Um, you know, what's interesting, Bob, and, and you talked to Joe LaCava about this yesterday, and, 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 you know, most people listening to this probably know this, but of the people in Tiger's camp, Joey probably talks the most to the media of anybody. So I found it interesting that he told you that his guess, and this is purely a guess, would be 18-month um, recovery, which would, uh, 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 sorry, which would, which would put us into um, August of 2022. That is one month post the Open Championship at St. Andrews, which, f- for all intents and purposes, is flat. And that's significant here because now the walking element comes into it with Tiger. Um, and I told people yesterday that for those who think that, you know, he's going to play the Masters, I'm like, hold on a second, hold on. That's a big ass. The Par 3 contest? Sure. See you there. But I don't think we're going to see him at Augusta. But St. Andrews is really interesting because that's a flat golf course and Tiger knows it really well. The flip side, to the point you were just making, is... It's also the Open Championship. It can be any kind of weather. And that's when the back issues possibly pop up again. 
And at that point, look, if he's ahead of schedule now, you could think he's ahead of schedule and could play and walk 72 holes and 90 holes for that matter at, you know, 17 months, not 18 months. But I'm not sure if that's the best place weather-wise for him to come back. Yeah, there's so many factors in this, and, and it's it's really, really hard to guess. I mean, what we don't know is what's really going on in that ankle and foot. You know, what's happening in there? Is there is there a point where it just isn't going to get better? Can he rehab it to death? You know, Tiger will do, you know, like he's even said, he, they, the, sometimes the doctors told him he needed to calm down. He did to back off. He can't, he can't go at it quite so hard. And, you know, when, if you think back to 08, when he had the, the minor, allegedly, knee surgery after the Masters, yeah. he rehabbed so hard that he broke a bone in his leg, that the, you know, the tibula. That's why he was hurting at the U.S. Open. You know, Tiger thinks he can outwork everything. Is this one of those things that you can outwork? I don't know. I mean, Everything I've heard is that, you know, the foot has a lot of bones in it. You know, the ankle, we don't quite know. I mean, Nick Faldo was quoted saying he heard his ankle was dust. He doesn't know for sure. Nobody really knows. I mean, I don't think anybody in Tiger's camp is, is telling anyone that. Yeah. But he's got to be able to get to the point where, you know, it's such, it's such a progression. It's, it's not just walking. It's walking and standing. It's walking and standing around and not sitting. It's walking and hitting shots and then walking. You know, it's just the, it's the mental and physical struggles of five, five and a half hour rounds over more than one day. Like, I think a lot of non-golfers just sort of dismiss the idea that you're just walking. But anybody who's played golf walking and hasn't walked a lot playing golf, in other words, most of us have gotten used to playing golf in a cart. You know, go a, go a little while without walking and then go play golf and walk. Yeah. And see how tired you feel at the end, even even if you feel like you're in pretty good condition. You know, it's your your back gets your lower back gets kind of sore, your legs get sore towards the end of the round, it affects the way you swing. So look, Tiger has to go through all of that, even though he's Tiger. Tiger has had to go through that with the back issues. I remember many times Joe saying he was encouraging Tiger to walk more at home because Tiger wanted to spend his time more efficiently. He wanted to work on his game. And he figured that the walking would come just through, you know, through competing. He'd get used to walking when he was playing. But when he was at home, he wanted to use the time to work on his game, you know, speed around the golf course, hit the shots, get back to the range and work on his swing. And he didn't want to walk so much due to one due to a time commitment, also not wanting to overdo it. So then he'd get out on tour and, you know, he just hadn't walked. And it 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 impacts you. And there's nothing there's nothing to replicate it. There's nothing that you can do like a treadmill or or walking in a pool. None of those things is going to be the same as walking a golf course, going up and down hills, not ever sitting down, hitting shots in between, and, and, until he does it. You know, and so how much is he going to actually be able to do it before he tries to do it in a tournament? You would think he'd want to try that a few times, even 
he might even want to simulate a tournament at home just by walking. And, and yeah, will, will he be able to? You know, so this is what we don't know. You throw in okay, the weather in Scotland. You know, it's a flat course. Well, what about flying over there? What about you know what that does to you? Um, there's so much of this. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if the Open is what he has circled on his calendar. Like if his doctors have said to him, look, that's the best case scenario is 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 uh, July of 2022. Like don't try to think that you're going to come back before then. And you might not even come back then. But that's, you know, so in other words, Tiger has that circled and he'll, now they, look, for all I know, the doctors told him the PGA Championship is the earliest. And so maybe he's gunning for that. Um, frankly, I have a hard time believing he'd want to play in a PGA or a U.S. Open. That I think was, the Masters, uh, the yeah. Masters in the Open makes sense. You know. Yeah, um, I I can't see how his body reacts to thick rough. That that's yeah. That's my thing. You know, Pinehurst could be beneficial to him, but that's not where the U.S. Open is, <laughs> and right. so. I, I, I think a lot of this could be venue-related in terms of his body. Two thoughts just came to mind as, as you were saying this. Number one is, and it may have been you that, that, that reported at the time, when he came back from the back fusion, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Joey fly down there and force Tiger to play four straight days simulating uh, late start slash early start next day and, and all the stuff in between? Wasn't that part of how they ramped up for Hero in 2017? Yeah, definitely. He, I don't know if it was that specific, but he definitely went down there to work with them. You know, Joe hasn't done that this time. And if Joe were with them, he's going to be sitting there telling them, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. Yeah. He, doesn't, he wouldn't let them ride. He would say, he would be, with, he would be all over them. No, no, come on, let's walk. You know, I mean, the way Joe looks at it is he's carrying the bag anyway. You know, yes. you know, you know, unless they're going to put the bag on the cart or whatever. But he's like, you know, no, hey, come on, let's walk. Yeah. And and I think that is, you know, to the extent that you don't overdo it, I think that's going to be an important factor. Now, again, you know, look, you just as I was saying, you he's got to get used to that and. You could tell over the weekend, like I was watching Friday and I was sitting there going, is this pro-am a good idea? Because you could tell halfway through that he was hurting then. Yeah, he shut like, it down. You know, he really he shut just, it down except for chipping and putting. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to conserve. And look, just the, this is what I always said about Casey Martin. You know, when people question the idea of needing a card, I was like, you have no idea how much pain the guy is in just walking from the green to the cart. Yeah. And then walking from the cart to the tee and then then getting out of the cart and, and hitting hitting shots in the fairway. There's still a good amount of walking that you do even when you're riding. And and then you throw in standing, hitting the shots. It takes its toll. And I think as it wore on the first day, um, you know, Tiger felt it. And he felt it's it's Saturday too. Yesterday, it seemed like his game was actually better, and maybe the game, that made the pain go away a little bit more, or he knew, okay, look, I just got to get through today, and I'll be okay. I also think that Saturday's pace of play was really tough. And, yeah. You know, there was that great shot NBC had, I'm not sure if you saw it, because you were out there, of 
JT sitting in Tiger's car having his beloved chicken fingers that somebody fetched for him from the kids' dining room. Um, just waiting on 13T because there was a two-group backup. Um, it's all great points. And, and the second thing that I thought of, Bob, was that Peyton Manning, when he came back and did that audition for teams um, prior to signing with the Broncos, he simulated halftime. He wanted to prove to people that he could survive a 12-minute halftime period. And I thought that was a genius move by Peyton at the time. And, you know, it seems like Tiger would want to do something similar here. Um, before we get to the last Tiger thing that I want to bring up, um, let's switch gears here just for one moment. Um, and, and I am, uh, by the way, I do this with all first-time guests. I ask them a question. They have no idea what's coming. It's not a personal question, but it's just something that's, that's out of left field um, that, that this person does not seem coming. And uh, Bob Harrig does not see this question coming. Of all the guys on the PGA Tour right now, who will talk to you during a round the most? Who will look at you and be like, you see that chip? That was a really good chip, wasn't it? Who has the most interaction right now on tour between player and media during competition? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say, you know, somebody like Phil is pretty engaging. Um, somebody like Billy Horschel. Probably, I'd probably lean towards Billy Horschel. You know, he's he's aware of what's going on around him, and and uh, and pretty talkative sometimes. Um, there's there's uh, you know my my mantra there is never speak, right. only speak if if spoken to, right. And even if spoken to, I might not want to. Yeah, you know, because they're just you know look they're in their office and. And, uh, but some guys are willing to let down their guard a little bit, uh, and, uh, and, and look you in the eye and say hello. And, uh, you know, uh, Phil's sort of always been that way, but, but Horschel's, Horschel can be that way. And, and that just seems like his personality. Um, it, it's, it, he does seem like a fun guy to, to, to either chat with at a press conference or, or chat with during a pro I am. He, he does seem like a really engaging guy who enjoys um, uh, who, who enjoys just t talking whatever there is to talk about. Um, Bob Harrick has been my guest here on Teeing It Up. Uh, he's, he's the author of Tiger and Phil, Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry. It comes out April 26th of next year. He will be on the show that time next year to talk about the book. My question is, after Phil wins the PGA and Tiger does this yesterday, how tempted are you to talk to the publishers to see if you can write in an epilogue somewhere? Um, because when it comes to Tiger and Phil, we went from Phil having no game whatsoever to winning a major, and Tiger nearly losing his life to showing us spectacular things yesterday. It's one heck of a way to end the calendar year. How tempted are you? And I obviously mean this just you know, kiddingly, would you like to go back and see if the publisher will let you do, uh, 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 throw in, uh, 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 sorry, throw in two more sentences? Well, in the, in the case of Phil winning the PGA, that wasn't an issue. 
Hmm. Um, I was still working on the book at that time, and and it you know obviously it caused me a lot more work because I write I wrote an entire chapter on that win. Hmm. Um, you know you you're right that how do you not address becoming the oldest major championship winner ever and winning your sixth major and 45th tour title. So that became a, a standalone chapter. Um, I was able to get in some stuff very late here in the game about Tiger's comments in the Bahamas. Mm. And, uh, you know, because let's be honest, the, the, the accident, um, when it occurred and, and, and the unknown factors involved, um, you know, made me have to sort of dance around his future. You know, I didn't want to write that he's done, um, but I certainly didn't want to portray that he's absolutely coming back, too. Yeah. So I, you know, I sort of had to, and you know, I, I think when the book does come out and when most people read it, I'm pretty confident that you won't have seen Tiger, um, if he's played in a tour event by then, it'll be pretty unlikely. Right. So, like, he'll have, you know, that will still be a question, and I kind of left it as a question in the book. That is a professional tease. We will have to <laughs> see exactly how you did it come April 26th, 2022. And by the way, I'm with you. I think we see Tiger having a press conference when he when he hosts at uh, Riviera uh, come... I guess that's late February, so I guess we'll hear from Tiger then. My guess is we'll see him at the Par 3 contest. I don't see any reason why he would not be there for the Champions Dinner, so I think he'll be on property. Um, he you know, he, he said it himself in the Bahamas. If everything was a Par 3 course, he could you know, play um, a, a ton right now. So um, I think we'll see him there, but I think an actual tour of him putting it in the ground with shot link tracking him is not going to happen for a while. So I think you are indeed in, in correct on that. Bob Harrig, um, I'm so f thankful for you coming on to, to uh, talk about this. I am glad you had a great weekend down there in Orlando. And thank you for coming on during a holiday week. I know things are crazy. So thanks for us uh, spending some time with us here on Teeing It Up. No worries. Thanks a lot for having me. Happy holidays to you. Uh, and happy holidays to you and happy holidays to everybody out there. And take care, everybody.